1: Consult with a qualified legal investment or tax professional.
2: This episode is brought to you by one of our sponsors, Tickets for Less. Tickets for Less is a Kansas City based company selling sporting event and concert tickets throughout the world. Tickets for Less hooked us up with a signed ball from last year's Final Four squad that we are giving away on our Twitter page. Check out the Twitter page at Ain't No Seats Pod for details. Tickets for Less is the best in the business because they charge no fees. Use the discount code Ain't No Seats at Checkout to receive a discount.
3: Head football coach of the University of Kansas
4: Jayhawks. Coach Les Mind. Are you getting throws? Got Go!
1: He used to tell me those places are great, but there's no place like Kansas.
3: Hey, what's good? We're back. Episode eight? Is it episode eight already? Wow, we're at episode eight. We're flying through, and folks, this is a big episode. The biggest of them all, the biggest we've had yet. By the way, while you have time, you've got 15 seconds, go to our app, freaking subscribe, leave a review, leave a five-star rating. We need it. Ain't No seats, Pile, we're back. Episode 8.
2: Five stars only. Five stars or better.
3: Yep. b turn. what's good?
2: Um, Excited for the week. Two huge games coming up. Beat West Virginia's ass. Yep. On Saturday, we knew that was coming, <laughs> but I mean... I was hoping K-State would lose last night. West Vaugh kind of blue-balled us.
3: Yeah, West Vaughan, they, uh they were shitty for us, and they ended up being shitty for K-State. So, I mean, they're just a really bad team. Yeah, um, and
2: how we lost in Morgantown will drive me nuts forever. <laughs> I,
3: I mean, it's something that we're going to think about forever. Uh, and when the sh- if the streak ends, that is absolutely the game we're going to sit back and say, that's why we lost the streak. That's why the streak ended. But that doesn't matter. The main important part of this episode is we have a big guest. We have our guy, Tyshawn Taylor, legend. an absolute freaking legend, stud, one of the best point guards I've seen in per- his seconds. Uh, his conference season, his senior year was as good as a point guard's played. Maybe you got Devonte, you got Frank. Those guys had good years, but Tyshawn, for about a month, two month stretch was insane.
2: Yeah, I was literally I was looking at his numbers the other day and like every game's like 20 plus. Yeah. And was, obviously he was facilitating stuff and had T-rob and other scores, but that team was just so special cuz you started all juniors and seniors. Yeah.
3: So, we are obviously we'll get to the, we'll get you guys to that interview that's coming here in a little bit, but um before we get into that, let's let's do a little recap. Let's do a little recap of West Virginia. Let's update everybody on the Big 12. Um West Virginia game is about what we expected. I think we yeah. – did we all hammer KU minus 14? Yeah, all three of us. Yeah, I mean, no offense to our guy Ken Palm,
2: but he butchered that.
3: That wasn't even yeah.
2: – that was a terrible line. But and what was Vegas' Vegas was line?
3: 15, or I think. So. I couldn't
2: because I remember talking about that spread, and we were like, I bet it's close to 20 just because yeah. they just lost two starters and they've looked awful all year, and we already lost to them. Yeah, I was so I thought shocked, we'd come out man. and kick their I ass.
3: I really thought the Kimball was going to be off, and maybe, maybe he didn't have everything updated. And I thought by the time the game came, Vegas would have it at eighteen or nineteen because that's what felt right. No, Vegas had it at fourteen, fifteen range, and of course, we pretty much—I
2: mean, we really had that game by thirty. I would say we ended oh, up yeah. by twenty-five, we were but up thirty-six with two minutes left. Yeah, so I—I I mean. My predictions were pretty wet last week. <laughs> I said we're going to kick their ass, win by thirty. We're up thirty six with two minutes and walk on. Walk on. Westfall went on eleven zero run, but yeah, I mean we mean, all, pretty much everyone knew we were going to beat them pretty handily. But
3: yeah, and I mean I guess there's there's not a ton to talk about from that game. I mean Dotson continues to every be game. Yeah, just. I know it sounds crazy, but I'm not kidding. If you said pick a guard to have the rest of the freaking Big 12 season, Dotson might be my yeah. guy. Like, he's playing Cause at he, such an elite level, mm-hmm.
2: and he's doing everything. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, he's still hitting jumpers, getting to the lane playing good defense and I mean he had eight assists on Saturday.
3: That's the biggest thing to me is that like he's you know he's put up decent scoring numbers all year and I think early we were like we just wish he'd put up a little more assist numbers and now he is and now he's not only putting up scoring numbers he's putting up assist numbers and you've mentioned this on the pod he rebounds really well
2: for a dude of his size. It's crazy I mean he's He's li- we said he's listed at like six two, but he looks like he's like five nine, and <laughs> he, looks so he had little. five more boards on Saturday. That's ama- I think that's amazing for a point guard.
3: By the way, folks, uh, Devon Dotson loves fake Bill Self. B turn walked up to B turn in a bar. B turn didn't walk up to him in a bar. Devon Dotson walked up to
2: B turn in a bar. and yeah, said,
3: are you the fake Bill Self guy?
2: Devon Va- Devon Dotson's a fan of me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just kidding. I love him. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was pretty crazy. That was. DT had mean, that after party at Brothers. And yeah. Worked out well. B-turn. I went up to Devon and said, hey, Devon's a bad motherfucker. Devon <laughs> is.
3: <laughs> Devon is. But, I mean, it's just facts. Like, dude, he is part of the reason, like, the rest of this season has such a high ceiling to me. It's like – and even if fresh off talking to Tyshawn and AB's even compared this team to the 2012 team. But it's like when you have an elite point guard and you have an elite big man – Anything can happen in March.
2: That's what they – I mean, they say guard play is pivotal in March. You yeah. see it every year, guards carrying teams deep in the tournament. you got to have guard play to make a run. Yeah. And so, boy, right now our guards can go with anyone. Need Quentin to come along, but – and I don't know what KJ is going to do the rest of the year, but he <laughs> looks as comfortable as he's I mean, looked all year right now. KJ. Was he the best player on the floor Saturday? He <laughs>
3: – we joked, obviously. We joked. The KJ loss on time, it was like a joke. It was like KJ thinks he's the best player. But he continues to just be these last two games like he's playing confidently, which yeah. we knew he would. We always knew KJ played with confidence, but like when that confidence starts translating, translating to making shots and other things like that, like he's huge for what this team needs. This team just needs other guys. When you need big moments to happen, he can make that happen. So KJ has been great. Quentin, Quentin didn't make shots, but he definitely. You <laughs> he know, was still, I mean, putting Distributing really well in the first half, so. Yeah,
2: he looks a little more comfortable, and yeah, with KJ, I mean, just, I think we said those floaters would give him some confidence, and he comes out Saturday, goes five for seven from the floor, three for four from deep, so yeah. he looks he looks really comfortable, obviously.
3: Yeah, so, and then the other big news is obviously K-State host Iowa State on Saturday. They lose, so now the Hawks are just a half game back of K-State. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: well, it, they won last night. so Yeah,
3: so what? I, I mean, it's hard because the schedules don't match up perfectly. But either way, I mean, we beat them. If we win our yeah. next two or whatever, we're tied. So, big win for the Cyclones. Sounds like they just hit a lot of shots. I was in Allen Fieldhouse. I couldn't – you were there too. I don't think we yeah, were able get to watch, watch s- a ton of it. No. I watched some highlights. It sounded like Wiggington was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, big win for them.
2: Yeah. And then, I mean, I thought – I thought we keep saying we need Biggs to step up. I thought Dave might have played his best game Saturday. Ten points, four for four four from the floor and four boards. And then Mitch has been great since that K-State game. Yeah, Mitch has played 23 23 minutes and – He had five and seven. Isn't a crazy stat line, but seven boards. We need guys to rebound right now, and he's stepping up.
3: Yeah, Mitch playing a huge part. Shout-out to Prison Mitch. Shout-out to Bryce Wood. What a Photoshop. That was great. Martini room Mitch, baby. Yeah, martini room Mitch. Give me that shit, Mitch. Everything Mitch is coming up right now, folks. So, things are starting to get fun with this team. Um, But, yeah, I mean – the Tyshawn interview, I'm not going to lie, Like we went along with our guy Tyshawn. That yeah. interview was a long time, folks, so we don't want to waste any more of your time. No. We're going to get, has, we're gonna get right into, into it. Because there's, I mean, we could sit here and talk your ear off for this whole time like we always do, but you want to hear what Tyshawn has to say. He has some hilarious stories. He talks everything. We basically do a timeline of his whole career, and he yeah. just gives us his thoughts Fresh, the whole time. I
2: mean, he was here for four years, and we <laughs> talked about he's... Gotta be the only four-year starter I can think of. Yeah, because like fresh
3: D- off your mind, like everyone's kind of come off the bench. Yeah, but he. Was-
2: dt started for three years. Frank Sharon, but no one, none of those dudes started as freshmen. And I mean, Tyshawn came in the year after we won it all and started from day one until yeah. he graduated.
3: Yeah, so for sure, shout out to Tyshawn. We'll get you guys to that interview. It was a really fun interview. I had high expectations. It exceeded those. It was so much no fun. And,
2: uh, Point guards love to talk.
3: Yeah, he loved to talk, and he's got some great stories. So tune in, and uh, we really appreciate you guys for listening, and enjoy Tyshawn Taylor. All right, guys, quick, before we get into our second sponsor, Uh throw us a follow on Instagram at Ain't No Seats Pod, I think is the handle. Uh give us a follow. We're new to Instagram. We got like 40 followers. We're not trying to be peasants. Give us a follow. But our second sponsor, as always, our clothing sponsor over at Crimson Feather Clothing. Those uh those of you guys who don't know about Crimson Feather, go check them out. They have an awesome range of gear and have everything you need for game day. Their brand is awesome, and their stuff is perfect for the office, hanging at home, or for game day. They sent us a full box of gear to the crew here in the studio, and it's safe to say their stuff has quickly become some of our favorites. As always, every time the Hawks beat the spread, they're giving our listeners free shipping on all orders, regardless of purchase, until the next game tips. So you actually have a pretty long uh, time period since we don't have a game this week. We covered against West Virginia. I think we've covered our last like 3 games. So, you've had this opportunity, use code ain't no seats to get free shipping because remember, good teams win, great teams cover and the Hawks have been not good, they've been great. So go use promo code ain't no seats at crimsonfeather.clothing.com and then throw them a follow on Instagram crimsonfeatherclothing. All right, what's up guys? We've got our first player guest ever in the history of the Ain't No Seats podcast. He is a four-year starter, a third-team All-American, first-team All-Conference, first-team All-Rookie team. He went to a Final Four, and most impressive, maybe, is the fact that he went 59-7 and in Big 12 Conference play over his four years. Tyshawn Taylor, what's good, Tyshawn? How you doing?
5: What's up, fellas? What's up? Thanks for having me, man.
2: Of course, man. Um, so, can you give us like an update? Data, what you're doing right now, like where you're playing and stuff?
5: Um, I'm in Italy right now, uh, in Cento, Italy, close to Bologna, um, like a couple hours away from Milan, a uh, nice small city. Um, it's a second division team. Um, I started the season in Italy as well for a first division team playing for Coach Larry Brown, actually. Okay. Um, and he got sick. He had some health problems. He got sick. So I ended up having to change, change up the teams or whatever. But um, yeah, just in Italy. Eating pasta like a mobster, man. <laughs> <There you go.
3: laughs> Sounds like the life. uh Yeah, so I guess yeah, that's a good little start. Get everyone updated with what you're doing nowadays. But I think kind of what we wanted to do is just you know touch on everything regarding your KU career, even how you got to KU. Um, so I guess a, a great place to start is you played for a pretty legendary high school program, St. Anthony's. You played for Bob Hurley um you actually went 32 and 0 there won a national title there so you've just been winning forever um how was it playing for bob hurley and how much do you think that kind of prepped you for playing like for a guy like bill self and all that
5: i think it was huge i think it was huge um coach hurley's a no-nonsense type of guy um demands a lot from his players and he kind of set the tone for my like for my career on how to deal with great coaches who demand a lot from their players um so the transition from high school to college as far as like the game was easy. You know, I picked it up really fast. Um, Yeah. And I, I mean, I just love playing from like you said, I went 32 and no my senior year. But my junior year and my sophomore year, I think I may have lost only like two games. So I probably went like 90 in four in high, <laughs> like in high school, and four and like in three that's years. Not bad. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. decent. <laughs> Yeah. So
2: how I, like how crazy how crazy was that, like 2008 year when you guys won the title? Because, I mean, you guys had I mean, Mike Rosario and Trayvon, you guys had like 61 players or something like that.
5: Yeah, no, it was legit. I mean, they made like a documentary about my it was about my coach and our team that year. And so, like, we would walk into like high school gyms with camera crews following us and we were just like superstars, man. And like you said, yeah. it was six. It was 61 players. And a senior class, and then we had like two juniors who ended up going like high major D one as well. So we had a team with like eight or nine like really good players, man. And that's crazy. I won, like ten points in high school, but our margin of victory was thirty. We beat everybody by thirty points. So we like, <laughs> I played the first half and like half of the third quarter, and I didn't play the rest of the game most of the time. Did you that, that I mean? ever like get boring? For sure. Like we used <laughs> to we used to tell each other we have to get double figures before we. <laughs> like, before we come out the game and not play anymore everybody all the starters like and like the the two bench guys we all had to get like 10 to 12 points before we got out that was our thing because we knew we <laughs> wouldn't have time to get our 20s or 30s because we wouldn't play yeah how intense was coach hurley because i swear all the hurleys are crazy <laughs> no and he set the tone for that man you can <laughs> i'm watching danny i'm watching bobby coaching college right now and i'm just like Bro, this is so their dad, you know, like super intense. I mean, and I caught him when he was at like an older stage in his life. So even the older guys would tell me like he's easy on y'all. But <laughs> I, I, I didn't understand that because he was a madman, you know, but he was yeah. he was well respected in everybody. Everybody respected him because he knew, we knew his intentions were good. You know, we knew like he was there because he wanted to be not because he had to be. He wanted the best for us. So everybody it was easy to it was easy to kind of fall in line and do what he wanted because we knew that he was genuine and really cared about us and wanted the best for us. So it was amazing playing for him.
2: Yeah. So when you're at, you're at St. Anthony's and then you committed and were you signed to
5: Marquette? Bro, I was ready to go, man. Signed. Tom Crean, right? Yeah. I was ready to go, man. I went, I went on. So I went on a visit to Virginia tech cassette Greenberg was the coach at the time. And he was like, At my school every day, bro, every practice, lunchtime, I would come in the lunchroom and he'd be like in the back, like waving me down. (laughs) Like I'm talking about every day for like the whole recruiting period that it was open where coaches allowed to talk to players every single day. So I took a visit out of respect for that. I took a visit to Georgia Tech because I I thought that 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 could be a place that I I wanted to go. Um, And I took a visit to Marquette. When I got to Marquette with my last visit, Tom Frey put me on the phone with D-Wade. Oh, yeah, like that was the first thing. He put me on the phone with D-Wade and I was I was like I was like a really like pretty big D-Wade fan at the time. So that was huge and then just the style of play, you know, all of my other friends from my school had committed to the Big East. I was I I would have been able to play some games back home. So that was appealing. The Big East was super appealing, but Marquette was really like the only school that wanted me. Tom yeah. Cream, like a guard-oriented coach, so I knew that I would be able to play my style of basketball.
4: Um, and so th- that was that was it. I took that third visit and committed, like, the next day. <laughs> and then, like, one day I go to school, and I'm pretty sure we had, like, a team, like, outing. We were going to a
5: Nets game, a New Jersey Nets game as a team. And Coach Hurley came in a lot. And he came in the, the school, came to school and was like, uh, Ty, did you – Have you heard about what's going on? And I was like, No. He said your coach is going to Indiana. He took the job at Indiana, and I was like, Okay. (laughs) I was like, Okay. So, um, what does that mean for me, though? He was like, Oh shit, I don't know. You know, like, we gotta we gotta have to wait and kind of find out because Tom Crean. I'm not gonna say he handled it wrong, but he kind of did because he just left. He just took the job, and even the players at Marquette at the time found out. Like, yeah, that's
3: wrong. Off. You can you can say he handled it wrong. He, he kind of
5: handled it <laughs> messed up. He, he handled it messed up. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't there yet, so <laughs> I, was I expecting him to be like call me first? No, but he he didn't tell them. He didn't tell any of the recruits because it was like four people who committed at that time, and yeah. so he um he just didn't make that call. And then when he finally called me, maybe a couple weeks later, he was like he didn't even want me to go to Indiana with him. Like he wasn't even trying to like get me to switch. He actually was trying to push me to stay at Marquette because he you know his. His yeah. love for school and all of the things. And then the coach, Buzz Williams, Buzz, who ended up yeah. being great at Marquette, Bill is great, was was probably the main person who recruited me. I went to go play for Cream because it's, he's the head coach and his style of play. But Buzz was the one that was, like, calling me every day, texting me, coming to see me, coming to practices and stuff. Um, so I had a relationship with him, but he never was a head coach at that level before. So I didn't know if I wanted to, like – Risk it kind of, you know, like I didn't know if I didn't know what to expect from him being a head coach. So that's when I opened my recruitment back up and then kind of. Yeah. So first person there.
3: Yeah. So I guess when kind of in that process, how quickly did KU start recruiting you? I mean, they, they were kind of waiting on like a Mario Chalmers draft yeah. decision. Right. Yeah.
5: So it was late at this time. Now, the whole recruiting process is going. Everybody's committed. It's maybe like in my 08 class coming out of high school. It was some really good guards, Kimba Walker, Amon Schumper, Drew Holiday, myself, Malcolm Lee, Brandon Jennings, like it was a bunch of dogs in that class. Yeah. You know, like real dogs. Tyreek Evans was in that class. Dog. Like and I was like a top 20 guard at the time and the only one not recruited, not committed, because I had opened up my recruitment again. So me and I'm pretty sure it was Amon Schumper was left. And Coach Self was like the first he was like the first person i met but also billy the billy donovan came and my mom was living in florida at that time so she was like super let's go to florida i'll be able to come see you i'll be able, you'll be able to come home like, like they just got mad guards. they had two guards already in my class urban walker and a guy named ray shipman who was in my class that committed there And then they had jay lucas that ended up going to texas he was there already they just had a bunch of guards and so it just didn't make sense mm-hmm. um Billy recruited me because he knew that he was going to make changes, but he wasn't saying that because it it would have it would have dep- depended on me kind of if I went there, he would have got rid of somebody and stuff like that. So I literally met with Coach Self and Billy Donovan on the same day. Like they kind of like crossed paths coming out of my house or <laughs> coming out of the gym I was in. Wow. Hands and stuff, and I was kind of like, oh shit, it's kind of awkward, you know. But they, I mean, obviously they respected each other and shook hands or whatever. And Coach Self came in and he sat down he goes, says hi to my mom, says hi to my mom's, uh my stepdad at the time, and my little sister was there. And he goes, look, I'm not even gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Which he goes, we got some guys leaving. We obviously know we won a championship last year, so a bunch of guys are leaving and this is what we have. And he like, writes down the roster for me. And it's Tyrell Reed, Brady Morningstar, Cole Aldridge, Sharon Collins. Those are the only four guys from, yeah. from the championship team, right? Literally, that's that's, that was on the team. Um, Mario was like, we don't know yet. He may go. He may not. Mm-hmm. He's going to go. Like He'd be crazy not to, but he also doesn't know yet. Um, yeah. And he then the Twins were committed. Travis was committed. Tyrone Appleton and Mario Little. So it was like six or seven of us. And Quintrell Thomas, who was a Jersey kid too. So those guys were already committed. And he went down to roster and goes, if you can't come in and start or play in this for this team with these guys, then I don't even I'm in the wrong place. He goes, I'm, not, I'm in the wrong place. Like, I'm not going to promise you starting minutes. I'm not going to promise you minutes at all. But if you can't come earn minutes and play with this, this group, uh, I'm, I'm in the wrong place. And I go, I, like, I go, who, who's Tyrell Reed? I had to- <laughs> Tyrell Reed. I never heard of him. He goes, uh, he goes, He's good, super athletic, shoots the shit out of the ball, a Kansas kid. So he's like, you know, he's gonna give us everything, but he's not somebody that would be like affect your minutes at all. Then I go, Brady, I go, Who's Brady Morningstar? He goes, You love Brady, great player, is gonna help the team a lot, but again, doesn't affect your minutes. He's the only person that you really would have to worry about is Tyrone Appleton. And if Mario stays, and I go, okay, I didn't know much about Tyrone, he was a JUCO kid. I didn't know much about him, but I'm sitting here saying, bro, if, if he's telling me I'm only competing with one other person, there's there's going to be minutes there even if I'm not, like, starting and shit. As a freshman, yeah. there's going to be minutes there. And then, so I didn't commit or anything. I went on a visit. And I'm talking <sighs> crazy, bro. Like, I come <laughs> on a visit. The works, bro. They're, like, sitting down in, the, in a football stadium. They got all my high school highlights on this big jumbotron just giving me the old, like, the OD crazy treatment, bro. Like, it's wild,
4: right? And that I'm was go- weeks. That was weeks. Bro, it was not that long after. I'm pretty sure it was right after my birthday. my birthday's in April. So it was
5: around the 20th, tw- around the 20th, 21st, I remember. Because um, Russell was still at, Russell was still, like, hanging around. And he kind of, like, hosted me a little bit. Sharon was still there. And you, you, when you came into Lawrence, you felt the effect of them, like, having just one. Like, yeah. It was buzzing, it was, bro. It was crazy. I'm talking any restaurant you go into, like knowing my name, knowing my stats, knowing where I'm coming from. And you know me, I'm just like, I'm just so green, bro. I'm just like, hey, what? <laughs> how do you know me? He goes, bro, I know everything about you. I watched the documentary and I know this and I know that. And I'm like, man, this is crazy. These people really love basketball here. And
4: yeah. I, I, I never was like, I, I, I didn't really NBA dude because I just knew the players. You know, I didn't really know
5: the college players much until I started to get in the mix. Um and so North Carolina was my favorite school for like since I was like a kid. And Roy Williams called me one time and he was like, uh, we like Amon Schumper, we got this guy, we got that guy, and I was the only conversation. So when Kansas came, it was like, bro, this is Kansas. Like you can't turn this down. Like, are you and you, sh- and you had a chance to start as a freshman? Guess, That's crazy. Like, and I'm like, like <laughs> you, can't, you can't turn this down. So I go on my visit, bro, and I call Coach Self probably like the next day, bro. And I'm just yeah. like, I'm so down. <laughs> like I'm so. That's down. Awesome.
2: So, so was playing with a great guard like Sharon a huge like decision factor in coming
5: here. I love Sharron. I love Sharon. Me and my teammates used to argue about like Sharon Collins and Tyron and uh, Taiwan Lawson all the time. And I was like a huge Sharon Collins fan even before I was even getting recruited by Kansas. So <laughs> when, when when I knew that 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 might have been me playing and being able to play a lot with him was probably the the thing that kind of pushed it over the edge for Kansas like that's probably why Kansas got me because if Sharon was leaving I don't know if I would have win. I would have been kind of nervous like with the with that whole new lineup just having Cole come back and yeah you would have been like handed the keys to a was, huge it was, program it's scary for me I'm not gonna lie yeah. I've always been great because i've played with other great players that's what that's what made my job easy and made me be able to have the success i've always had because i was around other good players and my job was to just do certain things and i did them really well you know so that 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 kind of set it over the top man and when i got there sharon embraced me like like a little brother immediately so it was really cool did you uh
2: did you watch that final four game between ty lawson and sharon for sure, for sure. I yeah, watched that. that, I
4: watched
5: was that crazy. whole. Tournament. I watched that whole tournament, and Sharon. I mean, he did what Sharon did. Like he does, he did what he does, like all the time. Man, he played yeah. great, and that was a, obviously a good game. Um, probably the game the that I paid, you know, brought Cole back, and be, he became like great because of the game he played against North Carolina. He played huge that game for like a small amount of time, but like I was super excited to play with those guys. I didn't know much about. The other guys that were there, I knew the twins. And I remember Coach Self, I remember in that meeting with Coach Self, he told me the twins were going there. And I told him, I don't know if I want to play with them, bro. <laughs> like <laughs> Those guys are crazy. I got, I got a high school story about this. We played them. We played their high school team at um, a team camp, a Rutgers University team camp. And I'm talking about, I'm telling you how good our team was. So we like busting their ass, like we killing it. <laughs> And I remember one time Keith got the ball. He did like a drop step layup and scored on my teammate. And as the ball's coming out of the net before like it can hit the ground or whatever, Keith grabs it and throws the ball in my man's face and hits him right in the boom, hits him right in the face. So the bench is clear. coaches clear. Everybody clear. And we about to fight them. Right. And that was my only time ever knowing about them, having any interactions with them. So when coach self came and was like, yeah, we got the Morris. twins. he might know them here from Philly. And I was like, yeah, I know them. I don't know if I want to play with them. And he goes, so these are exactly the guys you want to play with. Now, I know why you wouldn't want to, because you had to play against them. But you definitely want these guys on your team and literally became my best friends, bro. Literally. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh,
3: so. So, yeah, you're going into freshman year. It's a whole new team fresh off the national championship. Honestly. In my lifetime, that KU team probably had some of the lower expectations. One, just because people, you know, we're we're still on the honeymoon from the national title and we lost so many guys. So, like, I guess what were the expectations for you going into that season? How did the team think they were going to do compared to kind of what the fans were expecting?
5: I think because it was so new, the only people that really knew what to expect from this whole thing was Sharon Cole. And not even Cole as much because he didn't really play a lot as a freshman. So he was still kind of green, too. You know, like he wasn't like he didn't know what to expect or what the expectations were. But we learned fast. I mean, like you said, we weren't like really good coming out the gate. We struggled early. We had some tough games, a couple tough losses. And it didn't feel like we were like. Like letting people down, or like the fans were like disappointed because, like you said, everybody understood that this was a brand new team. We had seven, we had what five freshmen, two JUCO guys, and a team of guys who didn't play ever. Brady, Tom, Cole—they didn't really play, so it was not expectations because you're Kansas and you have to, like, you want to do good and you got to kind of like keep keep the chains moving. Um, but we didn't feel we didn't feel that. I mean, we may have put it on ourselves, but like the outside, it, it didn't feel like. You know, like we we had to win, like we had to come back and win another national championship. I didn't feel that, at, like I, I didn't feel that pressure at all. And as yeah. a, friend, like I said, I was green, so I'm just trying to play hard. I'm just trying to get on the court and play good. Like, just don't embarrass yourself, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just play good. You know, like just play, just just play good. Just be solid and not just don't fuck up. You know, like my biggest thing.
2: Yeah, and that—I mean—that team still went fourteen and two in the Big Twelve, won the Big Twelve, and yeah, I mean, looked good early on in the tournament, and then I mean, the Michigan State game is obviously a little depressing, but I mean, you guys controlled that whole game, <clears throat> Kalen Lucas against it was Yeah, a pretty crazy I, I, matchup.
5: I think that's that was the that was the worst time for our inexperience, and I say inexperience, and that's crazy because at that like halfway through the season, you're not really freshmen anymore, but. Those guys were, like, legit not freshmen. They were, like, older. Kaelin Luke was a senior. Then they had a, a junior. Then they had another guy who was a senior who was a point guard. Draymond was on that yeah. team, right? Uh, yeah, he was a freshman that year. But, I mean, he, he was who he was, you know, playmaker, you know, making it making a game easy for his teammates. He was a dog, you know. So they had a good team. And I'm pretty sure we played them earlier that year at Michigan. If I'm not uh, – like they, they smoked us. Yeah. So yeah, we already blow that game. Kind of understanding the like how good they were. We knew how good they were, so we definitely played better. But they were they, they were just a better team. You know what I mean? Like they were just better. um And that's tough. Th- I mean, that's hard to say. But I could say it now. They were a better team than we were at the time. They were more experienced. That been there before with with their whole roster besides Draymond. But you, he it didn't take him much time to fit right in with those guys. You know? Yeah. So.
2: So your freshman year ends, and then you go to New Zealand, right, for the under-19 USA team? Yeah, so... And that, that team had, like, Clay Thompson and... Gordon uh, Hayward. Gordon, yeah, Gordon Hayward, and you led the team in scoring,
5: right? I was easily a best player, bro. Yeah. <laughs> easily, and they'll tell you that, too. They'll tell you that. I actually worked out with Clay like, maybe a couple of summers ago when I was in Cali. I was visiting T-Rob, me and Mario Little, and we... Uh, michael uh, clay's brother played on our tbt tournament a couple of years ago because one of us played with him in the d league or something and so when we got to la him and clay were working out so me and mario hit him up or whatever and we went and worked out and and me and clay were chopping it up about that he goes bro like that was the worst time of my life i played like shit, and you were the man like i'm so glad like you were there because i didn't know what to do and we talked about that like a cut like for like 10 15 minutes and it was funny because you know i just like hearing shit like that it makes me feel good but um no, I was easily the best player, and even before we got to New Zealand, we had to go to this, like, training camp thing in Colorado Springs, and so there was, like, an older team with even more, like, dogs, like, it was a bunch of guys, it was, a um, Corey Fisher, Taylor Battle that went to Penn State, uh, Deion Thompson that went to, uh, UNC, UNC, freaking, oh my God, so many guys, uh, it was, like, guys that didn't even make the team that were, like, pros right now, Yeah on both on our team and the other team. It was just so many guys there and I was again hands down the, the best in for my age. Like it wasn't even wasn't even close.
2: I mean yeah. Hayward and Thompson are like NBA all-stars. That's crazy. <laughs> Cuz he's a fucking three-time
5: champion, you know, like Yeah, he never yeah. no misses. Yeah. Kelvin yeah. <laughs> Mack who's also a pro was on that team. Ashton Gibbs who went to Pittsburgh who had a great college career was on that team. Uh Arnett Moultrie, who ended up getting drafted and having some time in the league, was on that team. Um, Trey Trey Tompkins, who went to University of Georgia, who plays over here in, like, Real Madrid, who's had a great college career and is having a good overseas career, was on that team. Um, What else am I missing? Yeah, that's pretty much it. It was some dogs, though.
3: Yeah, so obviously you had that huge summer after
4: the freshman and sophomore year. Uh, so then expectations kind of changed. Ron comes back, Cole comes back, and you guys are preseason number one. I guess first, how shocked were you that
3: those dudes came back? And then, and like, how crazy did expectations change that quick?
5: Bro, I don't know how Coach so does it though? Like because um, up until that point, which was that year when we got Xavier, Coach Self hadn't had any one and done guys, but he had one and done players. Like he had guys who could have been one and done, yeah. But,
3: like Brandon Rush, those guys.
5: And like he had guys that should have probably been one and done, but just I don't I don't know I don't know why they did it. But <laughs> going into to the years when when we played, that was the thing that became the thing to do. So people weren't like you not. If I can't go one and done, I don't want to go to your school. So yeah. we got the NBA. <laughs> Coach was like, "We gotta. He gotta be the. He gotta be the guy to set the tone for this, so other guys can know. Okay, they can come to Kansas and be one and done. They don't have to be a three, four year guy if they come to Kansas. So the expectations were super high because we got, we got all of our guys back, and we get the number one or two recruit in the country. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was. And then for myself, after having the summer that I had, my, I had my own expectations for myself. Like, yeah. OK, I, I kind of like played the back. You know, Sharon could have left. He could have he stayed. He stayed, but he could have left. So in my mind, I'm thinking it doesn't matter if he goes or stay like I know how to play with Sharon. I know I'm going to play a lot of one because coach wants him to be the, the scorer. He wants him to be the shooter. So that put me in a point guard position. I know I'm going to have the ball I'm going to have a bunch of scorers around me. This is going to be the year that I need to have to to lead to go to the to. To go to the A, like I'm out. This is the year. <laughs> I wasn't thinking that coming into Kansas. I didn't know if I was gonna be two, four. I didn't. I, it never was in my mind. It just was. I'm going to Kansas and I gotta play good. And then after that summer, and I'm around all of these other guys who. That's what their. That's where their mind has been. It's NBA, one and done, whatever. And I'm talking to people and people telling me how good I am. And I went back to school, and I was, I just knew that I was gonna be out. I just knew it. And Probably the worst year I had.
3: Yeah, so I guess <clears throat> that kind of gets us into it. Uh, sophomore year gets off to kind of a wild start. Uh, can you talk? I mean, let's just talk about it. The football team, you guys getting a little fight with them—that's big news. You have the Twitter stuff go down. What I mean, just kind of talk about that. What all went down there?
5: Man, so it, it's a, it's like a it was like a like a long history, and I'm sure that any any college in the world you go to, there's like besides maybe like one or two when the football team and the basketball team are at a higher level or at the same level or, or freaking i don't i don't even know what schools those are but i'm sure yeah. those are the only schools that don't but when it's a, like a disconnect and how good one or the other is there's always going to be this weird tension because i mean as big as these campuses are for some reason, the athletes deal with the same women. For some reason, and this is what this whole issue was about was girls, right? Yeah. Well, not true. my girl, but some. You know, one of my teammates had a thing with one of the football players' ex-girlfriend or current girlfriend, and blah blah blah. So it was just a lot of like, he say, she, she say, back and forth between us via the girls right so my one of my friends the teammates would say something to the girl she'd run back and say it to the football player he'd say something to her she'd run back and tell us and then it got to the point where it's like move shorty you got to get out the way what you (laughs) you you know what i mean now it's like a a face to now we got to have these conversations face to face Mm -hmm. not through other people and you just can't put that many dudes with that much tension in the same rooms. And we had classes together. We ate together, tutoring. Like, we were around each other too much. And it was just, like, dirty looks, bumps. You know what I mean? Like, just little little kids. Just slowly,
3: slowly, like, slowly getting to a boiling
5: point. Bro, and the day that this happened, it was, like, the night before that, the girl was, like, in... In one of one of the basketball, one of our rooms, and so we were yeah. all chilling, playing two K or whatever. We chilling in the dual her. So <laughs> <laughs> one of, one of my teammates goes, "Pick up the phone. Tell him where you at. Tell him you with us." She picks up the phone and says, "Yeah, I'm chilling with the guy with the basketball cards. He lost." <laughs> <laughs> he's going crazy. What the fuck are you doing? Making you look stupid. Uh, blah, blah. But he starts like as he's talking and yelling at her, he starts disrespecting us like hanging around with them. Weak-ass, blah, 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 blah. Like this starts going in. And so. So now it's like, all right, cool. So we're going to have to have this conversation again in person. It's not going to be a third party. It's going to be a person. Go to the training table the next day and. What would you what you said on the phone last night, bro? <laughs> that's kind of how it happened. And then we go outside. Like this whole is weird because we've seen a video, we have seen the tape of like the parking lot. So you can see like six or seven of us basketball players walking out the door, right? At one time, and then you just see like 30 football players follow us. Oh, Bunch of them. Obviously there's a hundred football players on the team. It's ten of us.
0: We just, yeah, just that's
5: extreme. Just, the twins had like three or four of their homies in town. T-Rob oh, yeah, had like this reason to, that was per- <laughs> yeah.
4: out for us perfectly, right? So, you know, we like kind of like standing like face to face kind of jumped off the porch and punched one of the twins' cousins, T-Rob got blindsided and it kind of just kind of broke
5: out and we just kind of spread out all over this parking lot, in, which is now, I guess it's the same parking lot right by Allen Fieldhouse and that building that was there now is like a new building. But it was like the training, it was like what we ate at and stuff. Um, right across the street from the from the towers. And we just in that parking lot and it's a fight going on over there. It's a fight going on over here. This guy gets his head kicked in over here, bro. And only thing I remember the only thing I remember from that fight, like vividly remember, is the walkout and the and me walking in with my finger hanging, like my thumb. If you can yeah. envision- Put your hand and you make a five like this, facing your face, right? The point of my thumb was facing down in the, the ball, Ugh. like in my palm, bro. It was like this Dang. part of my thumb was like here. I didn't feel it though. I just put all this adrenaline. And then Mario goes, Tie like your hand. Now look at my hand and I, I lost it. Oh my God. Shit. What the <laughs> and I, like, I punched it like when I was like throwing some punches. And this is where I incriminated myself because when I'm like throwing punches, I hit a freaking a car, like rear view mirror. I hit a mirror and the mirror, like, I've seen, I remember seeing a mirror, like, fly <laughs> up in the air. <laughs> well, I, didn't, I didn't feel that it, it messed my hand up. So I just continued to do what I do. And then you heard sirens, everybody, like, dispersed. I remember running to, like, the training room, like, where, we, where our locker room was, and the training room was connected. And Rio was like, your hand, your hand. I looked at my hand, and then with was no practice or anything, so I come in there with my hand tore up, and the trainers are like, what happened? What, what did you do? Yeah. Where did you come from? Nobody knew what was going on unless you were in that, like, training table area. If you weren't there, yeah. you didn't know what was going on. It just was a bunch of people running around. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was just a bunch of time, and it kind of built up to that, man. And honestly, it didn't have to get to that point, but we were assholes. And when I say we, it was a couple of us that were assholes. But as a team, it's like, what are you gonna do? It's 20 of them. I'm not gonna walk away if my teammates are banging out. Like I gotta (laughs) I gotta stand tall. Like I wouldn't, I'm not gonna be able to be around my own people if I don't, you know? And oh my God, bro. So I go in the training room, they like call call our trainer up, Cheddar, because he wasn't there. He comes in, and then I kind of have to like, by that point, I didn't even have to say what happened. People knew at that point because the cops were there and all of that. So people knew. And I get rushed to the hospital, bro. And all I remember seeing is like on ESPN, Tyshawn Taylor breaks his hand and fight with football team or something like that, which my hand was not broken. It was dislocated. And, but I just seemed broke Like I'm reading this with my mom, with my teammates, broke my hand. people hitting me up on Twitter, texting me, yo, Ty, what happened? You good? What's, see, you got beat up, da, 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 da. like beat up. And this is when the Twitter thing is coming. because now oh, yeah. people are looking at me like I got my ass kicked because it's my name running across the ticker. You know, like nobody else that was involved in this whole situation <laughs> is even nobody even knows who was around. Nobody even knows a football basketball thing. You just see guys fighting yeah. until, until I go in the training room with a messed up hand mm-hmm. and then it, it starts to click. Oh, that was the f- basketball team and that was a football team. And. Tyshawn must have got his ass kicked because he's the one it going to the hospital, head. Right? So then the Twitter thing is coming. I'm like, bro, I didn't I didn't get beat up. I didn't get beat up. Like, I, I broke my hand. I messed my hand up, like, punching the shit out of somebody is exactly, probably exactly what the tweet said. And Coach Self called me, like, why would you write that? Nobody <laughs> even knew you were there. That's so stupid. Take it down. I did it. I did it for, like, two hours. I did it. Oh, my God. You didn't take did it, take it down? Hours. It got mad retweets. People were hitting me up even more. Like I was finally took it down, but it was the damage was done, man. The damage was so done, bro. And I was just that set the tone for my whole sophomore season, bro. Because yeah, it just <laughs> set my set the tone. Man. It was terrible, bro. And I really wish I just was not there because it was a couple guys that weren't there. And the next day I come out of the hospital. I got a cast on, and we got a class with these guys. And again. People know what's going on. Our coaches had talked to us, but it was like, all right, it's over. Y'all did what y'all had to do. Nobody's, like, in real trouble right now. Just leave it alone. It was a couple guys on our team that were not there. It felt like they missed the fight and wanted to do this shit again, bro. I'm in, <laughs> we got, like, this big auditorium class and 20 football players and, like, six or seven of us. So one of the guys that wasn't there, I'm not going to say any names, S-Dot. That's the only name I. Oh, <laughs> okay. Any name? He was like, bro, what? I can't believe I missed it. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> we in class and I got a cast on. So I'm completely finished with this shit now. Like, it wasn't my fight to begin with. I'm done with it. I have. N- I can't do anything now. Now I got an excuse to, to, to stand down, right? I got, got this cast on my hand. I just got out of the surgery because my hand was dislocated, but it was so dislocated that he couldn't just, like, pop it. He had to, like, go. He had to cut me it like he had to cut my hand and like you know do surgery I had to get surgery on it so it wasn't like a normal dislocation so I'm in this cast it. I leave the class 10 minutes early go into the underground I get Chick-fil-A I'm walking out of the underground and I see a guy getting pushed off some stairs bro like a football Like Jesus <laughs> <more twins. laughs> push somebody so hard off like it wasn't like three it was like three steps it wasn't like like ten flights but it was like three steps and he I just see him going back and I see my teammates coming down their teammates coming down I just go I'm like what the fuck man coach told us to stop what's wrong with y'all and then it got even more worse now we had to have a, like I remember Lou the who was the athletic. What was it? What do you call that thing? The what? What Shane right now? Shane uh, the the freaking um, <laughs> athletic director guy. The guy that runs the athletic department. Whatever it was. Oh, the big, AD, athletic director. Yeah, it was the, it was the big guy. But at the time, it was Lou, the older guy. Oh, was the ball yeah, Lou Perkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Athletic director.
5: his name? It was it was my guy Lou. So he was the AD at the time. And he set us all down in the football. They had just got their new big ass thing. So we went in there and we sat down and we, he talked to us and he. Was like, look, man, I don't know what the issue is. I don't care. But here, this is it. We don't need y'all doing that shit. You know, like we don't need y'all doing it. So that was kind of the end of it. Right. That was the end of the, the fighting, not the not the bickering back and forth, because that shit didn't ever stop. Probably until we were told my class was gone when I was gone. I would come back and I would see, like, the basketball team hanging out with the football players and and stuff like that. And even then, it wasn't like the football team is huge, bro. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't didn't dislike all football players. I didn't really have an issue with any one of them, realistically. And that wasn't the thing. It just was a – it was a disconnect between where we came from. A lot of us were from the East Coast. Those guys were from Texas and down south. I mean, obviously, we were, like, better, I guess, you know. That's a
4: disrespect.
5: <laughs> I know those guys went hard and they gave everything they got. Like I'm super cool with Chris Harris. I'm super cool with Bradley McDougal. Like those guys, I'm like, I'm cool with. You know, like those guys, I kicked it with when I was in school. I still chop it up with them here and there via social media today. You know, so it's not like it was a football, basketball thing, but it became that because again, it's my boy. If he got an issue with you, I got an issue with you, and that's yeah. what it. That's just what it was. And so after that meeting with Lou, that kind of was the end of the fighting. But you know, it's still. We would go out, and it'd be threats, and y'all ain't shit, and we ain't shit, and still was back and forth the whole time, man. Yeah, it was just crazy.
2: So uh, go, like going back to your sophomore year, was it kind of frustrating just because you had such a big summer that there were so many mouths to feed, or was that kind of like something you were used to nah,
5: I coming, was coming from St. Anthony? I was excited because I knew the expectations for me were just to be the lead the team. Just be good. Like, you don't have to go score 20. You don't have to, like— just be the good point guard and you know like be a leader. And that's what I wanted to that's what I wanted to do. That's that was my intentions. But
4: I also knew like you also have had people telling you like, yo, bro, you gotta do a certain amount of numbers. I didn't have like it wasn't my goal to go out there and just shoot every ball or score all the
5: points. I knew how good our team was, and I knew that with the success of our teams, Every, every everything gets highlighted. Your play gets highlighted if we win. The five or six assists you have, the two or three steals, the 12 points you get, that shit will take you a long way because you're doing it on a team with other pros and other good people. So yeah, yeah but I couldn't even do that, bro. Like that was one thing. And then I also remember like one, after, I don't know, I don't remember. I don't remember one loss we had, I was doing an interview and the guy asked us about like our roles on the team. bro, stuck my foot right in my mouth because I was like, I don't know if any of the guys know the role on their team. I I think it's confusing. Everybody's confused about their roles, bro. And I just remember, like, we did our our interviews first, and then Coach Self would go in while we would be, like, warming up and stretching and stuff. So we did ours. They asked me that, and then he goes out, he does his thing, and he comes back in the gym and goes, oh! So nobody knows their roles around here. And I look back,
4: like, is he joking? He goes, Uh Year role right now and i'm telling you bro when i tell you i may have like i sub uh, if i looked at him wrong sub if i like if i was like <laughs> bro,
5: I, I, bro i couldn't i couldn't pass gas around that dude without him making <laughs> run without <him, laughs> talking about it was so bad bro i was so frustrated and then you got yeah, it was it was frustrating, man. And then you got X who is telling himself he has to go, so everybody has to try to please X and make sure X is good and make sure he's getting his shots. And then Sharon's a senior, so he's like, "I'm going out with a bang. Like I'm not yeah, trying to, you yeah. know, X winning. I don't care about none of that. I'm going out like this. This is how I'm doing it." And yeah, the team. It, I mean, I didn't do great, but we were and as good as we were and as good as we played. It showed in that last game against Northern Iowa because we just weren't really like we weren't a team like we weren't like
3: yeah, a team. But yeah. we a bunch that of that is kind of it's kind of crazy. I mean, hearing you say this, like you guys won a shit ton of games, yeah. and if you were having stuff yeah, like that definitely. behind the scenes, like obviously Xavier, like I don't know how much you can go into this, but like Xavier's dad was kind of a problem that whole year, wasn't he? I'm not.
5: I'm not sure how much of a problem he was because it didn't affect me. Like, I wasn't aware of how influential his parents were in his situation. Like, you know, I, like that wasn't something that the players would have known, but the moms, like the moms, because the twins had their mom there. My mom was there. Uh, Xavier's family was there. And then obviously we got a bunch of guys from Kansas. So T hands and just the morning stars and then Tyrell's family. So the mom's club, they would gossip and they would talk about a bunch of stuff. And that came up a bunch of times in conversations, but it didn't really have an effect on Coach Self. Like, Coach Self didn't change who he was. He didn't change how he coached X or how he coached us based off yeah. of X dad. But he also had his – I'm pretty sure that Coach Self also knew X had to be one and done. He had to be one and done or I may not get – if I get the number one recruit in high school to come to my school and he doesn't go one and done or play well, I may not – it may not be an Andrew Wiggins or Joel. It may not be yeah. any of
4: those guys, that Ubre's. He he also like had a lot of influence
5: in trying to like you know wanting to wanting to make sure that X was comfortable you know and obviously as a freshman you go through those ups and downs so X had his moments he had some really good games he had some shitty games but I mean he was a great kid he was cool to be around he wasn't a bad teammate he just I don't know just it just I mean we like I said we played good we were 33 and three that year that was <laughs> talent wise that probably was the best team I played on my four years from like top mm-hmm. to bottom roster wise we were a complete team. Yeah. Travis and Mario Little redshirted that year because we yeah. got yeah. You know That's I'm wild.
3: I mean, T-Rob, T-Rob couldn't even like get couldn't minutes.
5: Couldn't get in the game, bro. Like, yeah. it was it was ridiculous. That team was le- that, that team was legit loaded, and we were the best team in the country for most of the year. But I'm telling you, all the inside shit that was going on, which wasn't like drastic or like. But it just wasn't normal Kansas shit. It was drama that was was unneeded and showed at the wrong time, man. Because yeah. in that last game, X and Sharon were arguing. Coach, I remember Coach Dudley coming in at halftime of another Iowa game, like flipping the chair because we were like arguing and fighting and shit. It was crazy.
3: Yeah. Was so, crazy. yeah, I mean, I guess sophomore year, obviously, you had those issues, like you said, the team just wasn't a complete team, I guess. But junior year, I feel like things really, really clicked for that team. It's like the Morris Twins got so good over the off season, You was, came back. You had a really big year after kind of a tough sophomore year, like you said. So how much fun was that team?
5: That was the funnest. That was the, probably the funnest I had other than my last year. That was my funnest year because – it was it, we knew we, we went in there. It wasn't like this is Sharon team, maybe X's team, maybe Cole's team. Like we knew whose team it was. We knew who was going to lead us. And everybody was super comfortable with that because we seen how much work they put in. Those motherfuckers were in the gym every day, all day, that entire summer. I never to this day seen anybody work as hard as the twins work that sophomore to junior year, bro. They were literally sleeping in the gym, bro. It was crazy. everything was we're going to the gym we're in the gym where you at Todd we're in the gym and I'm like I'm in there but I'm not like in there in there it was crazy bro (laughs) so we already knew going into that year we knew what to expect the only kind of loophole was getting another one and done guy who we got a big fit in and make happy you know we got Josh Shelby that year oh yeah like a not that we didn't like Josh, we loved Josh. We thought he could help us, but we didn't know what what type of time he was coming in on. Like what he what, he, what in his mind he thought he needed to do to go, right? So, him not being able to play those first that first like month or so, whatever it was, because he had whatever issues he had, he couldn't play. It kind of like okay, we were good, we were comfortable. Then he came in, he played really good, and then it got kind of got a little tricky once you stopped playing because then his oh you know, it just. Yeah, he just wasn't happy, you know. Then again, yeah, there, my mom was there. The twins' mom still, we still got you know, all the family there, so it was a lot of that type of shit going on. But again, it was clear who the leaders were and who was going to win games and lead us. And the twins were great. I played really good. Brady, I mean, uh, Tyrell was huge. Brady was, huge. Uh, Travis was good that year. <laughs> Elijah played good, and T. Rob was amazing that year. Yeah, but keep in Mook, man, that. They, I mean, they were just what they were. This I mean, the it,
2: it, makes, it makes sense that they were sleeping in the gym because they were unstoppable together that year. Bro, I'm telling you, bro. Like, like those I, two, obviously, they're, like, related and stuff and twins, so they play well together. But, like, no one in the country could stop them that year.
5: It's a different type of connection that they got, bro. I'm talking about throwing lives to each other, not even, yeah. like, looking and shit. It's ridiculous, bro. But, again that does not surprise me because I had seen that. Like, they do shit like finish each other's sentences, bro. It's crazy. But, so like, <laughs> yeah. like we knew the connection, but just the work that they put in and, and, and seeing it, and you're, like, seeing man, that shit actually works, bro. Like, <laughs> being in the gym, it gets you, like, it actually works, you know? Like, and yeah. they, they were in there, man, and they led us far, bro. And again, we, we ended short, but I don't, you always feel like it's not a success when you don't win a championship because that's what you play for. But, like, I didn't feel terrible about that year at all, bro. I enjoyed Mm -hmm. playing that whole year. It was good. Like, you know, it was fun. Yeah. So, I guess let's get to
3: probably the – I would say the most fun just for, like, fans, especially in regards to your career. Because, like, so senior year comes and it's almost like it's kind of similar to that freshman year. Like, so many people left and now you've got kind of a whole new element to the team. It's clearly you and T-Rob's team, but then you're like, well – who the hell else is going to score? We got, like, six guys. Like, what's going to go on here? So uh, did you feel like expectations were kind of low that year? I mean, you guys were, like, 14th in the country to start the year.
5: I mean, for us, the expectations are never low. For our fans, they're never low. Like, we always are Kansas. We always got something that we're playing for. And whether we make it to a national championship or a Final Four, we got to win the conference, right? Like, we have to. That's, that's a month. So it's, like, it's never really – low expectations we have high expectations because we got some shit that we got to accomplish but the what the one thing i can say about that team is coach self was super understanding as to how untalented we were top to bottom yeah. not respecting our team because i love all of those guys deep down in my heart like kevin young uh jeff with justin wesley nico roberts merv Lindsay, like like, all of those guys, Nadir was a freshman that year. Freaking, who am I missing? Who am I, I missing? Obviously, um, obviously. Uh, Elijah. T-Han. Elijah, obviously. My boy, T-Han. Elijah. Elijah was huge for us that year. Like, Travis was huge for us. Those are my guys, and I love those guys. But my four years, that was the, most, that was the least talented team we had, top to bottom. You know, like, so Coach Self understood that, and, he just coached his ass off, bro. <laughs> like, That's what he I does, really man. He coached his ass off, man. Like, Not that he didn't have to do it other years, but it's just like some games you don't have to, you don't have to out-coach the other guy. Your players are going to get shit done, right? Like he had to out-coach everybody because he just had to. Like, And I mean, me and T-Rob,
4: obviously T-Rob was a monster that year, best player in the country, probably other than Anthony Davis. been here that was my whole thing my, my whole my whole year because i was nervous i never been in that situation
5: not being the guy because i wasn't it was t-rob's team for sure but like i'm not even gonna say that it was 50 50 bro because i felt yeah. like you yeah. know like without me we don't win without him we don't win you know so yeah, like, i mean
3: if t-rob's not on you absolutely have to be on or you guys are like losing the game no doubt
5: yeah yeah so i never been in that situation not even in high school having to be Having to play good every game. If I if you don't play good, we don't win. Like yeah. that if you and T Rap don't play good, we do not win. And I've never been in that situation before, but all I kept telling myself is you've been in this situation before. You played against K-State at K-State. You know what to expect. You've been to uh uh you've been to the tournament, you know what to expect when it comes to these times. Like you know, you know how to bounce back from a
4: loss if you lose in conference, you know what it takes to win. Like all of these situations and being in these in-game. at home that year it's like every possession i'm telling myself bro you this is shit you've been here before bro just
5: like so i think i play good just based off my experience just based off of knowing i had to play good for us to win and you know just having coach self's ultimate confidence bro i couldn't he couldn't take me out right like he couldn't like he couldn't like not play me right so it was yeah. like well, yeah. just go like just go play you're gonna play he ain't gonna you're not, like just be super confident i shot the best from the three point of i've ever shot in my life
3: still i think uh I think a good example of that is like, so that Duke game in the Maui, you, uh, I mean, I think a lot of people got after you on Twitter for that game. You had some turn, you, I mean, you had a, some high turnovers, but I remember you saying, or I think I've read somewhere like Bill wasn't even mad. Was he? He was like, yo, you were just trying to do a ton of stuff for us because you have to. So obviously he's cool with you turning the ball over. Cause you were trying to make things happen.
5: Yeah. I think that was, I think that, 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 me playing not so great in that game kind of set the tone for the rest of the year for me, bro. If that game happened in, if that game didn't happen in like November or December, I'm pretty sure it was November. It was Thanksgiving time. If that didn't happen in November, bro, that could have easily happened in the tournament or like in the conference, right? Like I needed to get kind of get that out because there's no, there's no secret that I turned the ball over a lot. Right. And Mm -hmm. again, Cosell, you know, he helped me out saying that, you know, I had to do a lot and stuff like that. But, I never naturally was a point guard either. I never really had to play that position until I got to Kansas. That, that wasn't my natural position. You know, I just was a guard. I just put me out there. You're going to play hard. you going to play defense. He's going to do some good shit for you. He's going to make stuff happen. But I never really had to, like, control the team, set the tempo, control the tempo, like, you know, get other people involved. It was more like go get yours and then try to, you know. So it was just something new for me. And then with the pressure of having to be good, and have to be good, it was like. I wanted to do everything right. I wanted to make every play for us. I wanted to be the guy, you know? And that was early. That was before it was established that T-Rod was going to be – not that he, we didn't know he was going to be a dog because we expected it, but it just didn't happen yet. He wasn't – it was It was early. It was November. So nobody had really been established of who we are as a team. So mm-hmm. I was forcing a lot of stuff, doing a lot of things, and I did. I remember I remember one tweet, and I think about this shit all the time to this day. One, I, I got a tweet from a girl that said, I hope Tyshawn – Falls out of the plane over whatever ocean we were flying over. Yeah, bro, that hurts. I like, I was in tears for a while after that game, bro. That was a hard game for me, bro. I scored my 1,000 points that game, and I don't even remember that. I just yeah. remember the turnovers. I remember the turnover that pretty much lost us the game. It was like a charge. Mind you, 11, 11 turnovers, I had three charges that game. Which kind yeah, of I thought
3: a- we got a bad whistle
4: that yeah, game. Yeah, <laughs>
2: those don't count. We still, we were still in position to win that game is the crazy thing. Yeah, they, no, it
5: they hit a three late Tyler Thornton or whatever Tyler Thornton I just I just commented on his picture on Instagram because I guess Duke was in Maui this year and they were going (laughs) for like a bunch of shit he replayed that and I was like
2: yeah (laughs) no I still I'm pretty sure that game was like the day before Thanksgiving because everyone was giving you shit on Twitter and then you tweeted I still I don't know how I remember this but you're (laughs) like man go hang out with your family and shit stop fucking tweeting
5: me (laughs) yeah bro like I'm in Hawaii eating McDonald's for Thanksgiving I remember that and y'all sitting here like fucking with me. I'm in Hawaii eating McDonald's for Thanksgiving. My family isn't here. Like, leave me alone. You think I don't know? <laughs> I just fucking sucked, bro. Like, I get it. You know, like, I was hard. I'm. That's probably one of the worst things about me is how hard I am on myself. Because, I mean, anybody that's ever coached me or been around me knows that I like. I don't want to be like not good. I want to. I want to make people happy. I want to like. I want to like. I want to do the right things for the most part. Like, my intentions are. Yeah. Used Always good, you know what I'm saying? Like I may fuck up here and there, but my intentions are never that. They're always to do good. And so, like that shit, sat with me for a while. But I also was like, what you know what I mean? Like I'm a basketball player, man. That shit, we got a hundred more games, man. Yeah. I know, I know how good I am because I didn't. Other than eleven turnovers, I had a decent tournament. I played good that oh, game, yeah. decent that game. So like, I was just like, bro, you cut down a couple of those turnovers, it's a whole different game.
2: I mean, yeah. it was almost a—it was a learning lesson, pretty much, for you. I'm sure. I mean, we still had an in, incredible senior year. I mean, Big Twelve play—you started going off. I remember the Iowa State game at Allen Fieldhouse. You had, I think, close to 30, and everyone else struggled.
5: But do you remember that game at all? I do remember the Iowa State game at home because Royce White was like huge on the scouting report that year, how good he was, and how like how we had to like blah blah blah. And I always was a huge fan of Deontay Garrett. And so I had to play against him. That Every time I played against him, I was like super like I was I was ready for that game. You know, that was a game that I always wanted to play good because he was a tough guard. He was tough to guard, tough, like, tough to play against. Um, and they obviously they just were a good team. And they just always gave us yeah. some shit. They were really good that year. They were good that year. So um, I do remember that. I remember hitting a bunch of threes. And again, I was never a shooter ever. I'm not a shooter. But I shot the shit out of the ball that year because I had a crazy amount of confidence. My coaches, my teammates and just like the twins from sophomore to junior year, that junior to senior year, that's all I did, bro. Was shoot the ball in the gym all yeah. day. That's just what I did. I was just in there all the time, you know, just getting shots up, getting shots up. Me and Coach Dooley on the gun, pick and roll work, like just every single day. Me, Coach Dooley, not there. Like we were just in there every day, bro. And so, like, the work showed and. Yeah, man, I can, I can remember, I remember pretty much everything about that year, bro. I remember that Baylor game when they came yeah, in. Yeah, that's what, I was
2: about to bring that game up. I bro, feel that, like that's the game that kind of, like, put you guys, like, people started respecting KU that year, finally, after that game. Because that was, like, I think we were ranked number two and they
4: were four or something. Yeah, it was a top five matchup for sure. The second you threw that lob to T-Rob, like the game was over. Like the place went so nuts, and we just dominated the rest of the game. game over. I think T-Rob finished with like 28. I think I. But yeah, they were like undefeated coming in there, talking big shit, and we smacked. Them. I, I think we beat
5: them bad. We beat them on, like a dub or something. Like we kicked their ass. It wasn't even close. I don't think no. I remember correctly. Um, and obviously they had pro after pro after. Uh, Potential pro on that team, you know, like Quincy yeah. Miller, uh, Perry Jones, Pierre Jackson was one of my favorite players still to this day. Um, bunch of guys, man, they were really good. That Quincy AC was one of my favorite players still to this day, man. He had a yeah, good-ass Yeah, they had pros team. everywhere on that team. It's a good-ass team, and we bust their ass, man. Um, I remember playing at K-State. And the fans giving me such a hard time, and I played good as hell that game too. I remember hitting a three and turning around, telling the crowd to shut the fuck up. It's one of the highlights. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's on that video, and I like turned around. And I was like, shut the fuck up, because <laughs> I heard they were like on me. They were like on me that whole game. You suck, Taylor. Turnover, Taylor. Da-da-da-da-da. Killing me, and I just was like. Yeah, I'm going out like that. And I always got up at K-State. I liked those guys. I had friends on that team. So that was a game I always, always got up for. Um, And those Missouri matchups, man, uh, somebody posted a picture of of Mike Dixon taking a charge on me.
2: Yeah, we were going to bring that up. uh, I thought there was a trash. There was some bullshit calls at
5: Mizzou. (laughs) The charging calls were awful. T-Rob ended up getting a bad call at the end of the game, too. And I got one that probably was the game. I remember missing two free throws in that game. So, you know, it's so so crazy, right? I don't know if it was to, like, win or to put us up one or to tie it, but I missed some big free throws in that game late. Like, huge free throws that kind of could have, like, changed how the game went, I'm pretty sure, even after the charge. Um, And I remember texting my homie and, like, bro, like, I can't believe I just missed those free throws. I'm, like, too old for this shit. I'm, like, a senior. (laughs) You listen to free throws in a big-time situation. He goes, bro, don't worry about it. Keep your head up. It's a long season. You're going to be in that situation again. You're not with the same team, but you're going to be in that situation again. And you're going to knock them shits down. And so we lose to Missouri. It was a tough loss because obviously the whole – End of the up. rivalry. And, I mean, yeah, the end of a rivalry. But we also knew we had to play them one more time. And we knew that we may could see them again in a tournament or something. So we weren't thinking that early about the rivalry ending – just yet, but they just were, it just was Missouri. The shit happened with T-Rob Mom the year before, and the fans were terrible to him there, like, saying mean-ass shit. Like, Missouri fans were just not, like, even K-State fans were tough, but they were, like, respectful about it for the most part. It was a couple assholes Yeah, but Missouri fans just seem to be a like a group of assholes. They just, just seem to shitty be people. <laughs> yeah, it just seems to be that way. And I'm sure it's not, but you know, the rivalry game, fans are into it. They're like super, you know, I get it, but like, it's just certain lines as a fan you shouldn't cross. And that's just one thing that I just never could get with was the T-Rod thing. And then the, the next year, you see like the next year they did the, uh they put my phone number on like flyers for puppies and like I'm selling puppies or some shit like that. Oh, God. <laughs> People on my phone all day, every day for some freaking pit bull tri-color p- puppies that I did not have. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm talking to, like crazy. I call Coach Self, like, yo, what am I supposed to do about this? He goes, bro, shut your phone off. Mind you, we had like two games before this happened. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I can't shut my phone off until we played him. He goes, well, <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you. So it was just super annoying. And then there was, like, an old fan at the Missouri game that was, like, on oh my ass. He looked like uh, Colonel Sanders. I remember he had a white beard and white mustache, white hair. <laughs> old guy. Old guy. But he was a heckler, bro. Like, a good one, too. Like, I had, like, so good I had to say something back. I'm like, <laughs> Like such an old ass, up, you know, like, <laughs> chill. And so that was like a good game. And then obviously those guys are all like, I. It was no like rivalry between the players. We liked each other. We liked competing against each other. I love Kim English. I love Mike Dixon, uh, Marcus Dittman. Like those guys, I loved playing against those guys. I knew what I knew it was going to be a good game. So that was always fun to play. I just didn't like Missouri, you know. So yeah. Um. So so, uh,
3: so obviously, that, that loss at Missouri was rough. It sucked. Questionable cause. But we got we got the last word with the, the last home game. Um, I think that's what a lot of people want to hear you talk about. I mean, I think the thing about that game is that T-Rob had the block. T-Han had the big threes. But, like, you really won us that game. You had the free throws. You had the backdoor cut with the dunk. You had the three in overtime. Like, you did so many things where I feel like you almost don't get enough credit for winning that game.
5: I think I had 11 points in overtime or, like, nine points. I, I matter of fact, I think I've had every one of our points in overtime except maybe one, if I'm not mistaken. And I watched that game, like, a bunch of times because I – That's the, that's the best
2: game it. to ever watch, man, because, like <laughs> well, you said
5: I, earlier, we were down 19 and came back. Yeah, I still don't know how we won it, bro. It was ridiculous. The fans were crazy that game, um, like, late in the game because, obviously, it was a stretch there where they didn't have anything to cheer about. Like, it was like – no. Like a ten minute stretch where they had nothing to share about. T. Rob got inside. Jeff went down early because he had like sprained his ankle or something. Like, it just was not looking good. I remember being in a game one time. It was me, Elijah, Kevin Young, Justin Wesley, and T. Han. Maybe T. Han, but I don't even know. If T-Han. He played well that day, man. He hit big threes yeah. against Missouri. He was not shooting the ball. Room. I'm pretty sure 2 was not shooting the ball great that year, but hit big threes in both Missouri games.
3: Yeah, it went six for six on the year in those games. <clears throat>
5: Missouri, right? Exactly. Yeah. For three in both games. So he was he was huge in both of those games. Um, But, yeah, man, I still, to this day, just don't know how we won that game, bro. Like They were just so good. They were shooting a shot at the ball. They were playing small, so it messed us up because Jeff was guarding Kent English. Yeah,
2: Jeff always struggled against Mizzou because they didn't Could've really have any
5: bigs. Yeah, he couldn't play against them, man. He just he just couldn't. Um, so yeah, that was that's the that's my favorite game I've ever played in to to this day. It's the best game I've ever played in. Um ridiculous, man. I'm I'm pretty sure they probably think it was some questionable calls down to end too, but not as questionable as those fucking charges in Missouri. So <laughs> yeah, I <don't> want <laughs> those were trash. Yeah, we're even we're but, even Want to hear it, but like I said, I love competing against those guys, man. They had a great year that year. They were really good, but we just had to finish it strong, man. I'm so glad we did.
2: Yeah, but, but uh, I think the play that doesn't like get talked about enough in that Mizzou game is I think we were down two, and you got to the other you got to the other end of the floor in like two dribbles.
5: So Coach Self, me and Coach Self just had a conversation about this when I was in Kansas recently. Um, he goes, "That's just still the most athletic play I've ever seen in my life." He said, "You got." Baseline to baseline in two dribbles, and I just don't know how. And he goes, I showed that video to. He had like this
2: a camp, right? He yeah. He showed it at like the it's
5: like a bunch <laughs> of grown men that came in and played or something. <laughs> he was like, uh, "You guys don't even know what being an athlete is. This is an athlete. Like this guy got down the court in two dribbles, and he I don't had, know he, how that's like, possible. trying to, yeah he out he had them out there like trying to do it and. <laughs> They were like, oh, damn, that's why he's athletic. That's like impossible. But that was huge because I remember back door came first. I got the dunk. I got the dunk. I remember all of those plays. So it was my back door, Then it was a three. Then it was a T-Rob and one, if I'm not mistaken. But every time we scored, Marcus didn't came down to score. Hit a three. Hit a pull-up. Yeah. Like every time. So they ended up – we ended up doing all of this good shit and scoring almost every possession and – We were still down one with, like, five seconds. I know. It was insane. Oh, my God. Like, these guys are not, like, they're not going to let us win this game. And Coach Self was like, he told us, we don't have any timeouts. If they score, get the ball in fast.
3: Yeah, I feel like that's just, like, an underrated thing about Self. You don't even think of that as being, like, a coaching decision. Like, that just seems like that's something you would do. But it's crazy that even he's thinking about that type of thing.
5: Bro, i told you. That motherfucker coached his ass off <laughs> that year, bro. I'm telling you, bro. Like, even that play, we ran the same play three times in a row and got all of those all of those points to lead into the overtime, or no, in the overtime, the backdoor. It was just chop
3: out. over and over again, right?
5: The same play every yeah. time. <laughs> There's so many different options to the play, though, so it's just crazy. But yeah, he go. He tells us, yo, we don't have any more timeouts. If they score. Get it in fast. And they scored. Marcus didn't hit a pull-up, and I came down. And I just remember, like, catching it, like, a little bit below the free-throw line and just putting my head. And, again, it may have been questionable. I got bumped early, but they called it on a shot. But this is the position that I'm in now. So, again, I'm in Bumbersan, Missouri, down one with two free-throws. It's like – Two seconds left, and I feel like that was a similar situation the prior time, and I just remember my man telling me, "Yo, you're gonna be in that situation again, and you're gonna knock them shits down, and knock them down." I used to, and That's then he, because yeah. Marcus didn't come down, and still makes the shot. It just was late, I know. like like a half a second, <laughs> lead. and I was like, "Yo, <laughs> these guys were not going away, bro. Like they were, they, they were good, they were so they good, were and they good. shot the ball. They just like." They spaced the floor. First of all, they had Ratliff, who was like 70% from field goal. Percentage. Yeah, he didn't all
3: miss he, if he ever
5: all shot. He did was layups, right? All he did was shoot layups. And then you got four guards who are knocking down threes. Mike Dixon was shooting it, was like sixth man of the year or whatever. If that was a, even a, if that was a award in college, he would have probably got it. Then you had Kim English, who was playing their four. So any four man had to come out and guard him, which was almost impossible in the Big 12. Um, Pressy, who was one of my favorite guards because he just controlled the entire, like, he just controls it for them. Um <coughs> Ditman, Pressey, Dixon, and then the other Pressey who was just tough, just all-around tough player, you know, like, so they were just good and hard to guard, man, and they were not going away. And then, yeah, man, they ended up having a good run in the tournament and all that, but, shit, I don't care about that. We got the last laugh.
3: Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I guess, I don't know, we can get into a little bit about, like, the Final Four run. Um, that was a crazy run. And I guess with all of that, the ultimate question I have is when you look back on that run and that season and even your whole career, like, do you do you think you should be in the rafters? Do you think your jersey should be in the rafters?
5: Come on, son. You know how I, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I agree with you. I'm just uh, wondering. Final, uh, uh, five, four teams team. teams on the team that we had, bro. And, I mean, I'm not sure what the qualifications is. I'm sure it's some type of third, uh, uh, All-American that you have to be. I'm not sure if it's one, two. I don't know if they putting threes up there, but I I I, I was an all-American, bro. So if we if we talk to all-Americans and we talking just like, I mean, you read off my stats, bro. Winning, like, just being solid for four year four-year starter. Like, not to toot my own horn, but I don't see if I'm not up there, then I don't I don't know, man. Like, no,
3: I think I I totally think you should be. I mean, have. How does that even happen? Like, has anyone talked to you about that? Or, like, what is even...
5: Nah, nobody's talked to me about it yet. I'm pretty sure T-Rob and Marcus are going to be the next two, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. Which, which makes sense, obviously. T-Rob was, like, almost player of the year. All-American. Marcus was an All-American. Um, but I'm, I'm not sure. I, I'm, like I said, I'm pretty sure the requirement is some type of All-American award. Like, you had to, to be first-team All-American or some type of All-American. Um and like I said, I, I I was. I mean, it was 13, but shit, still all American. All American. Are you kidding me? Yeah.
3: yeah, no, I'm I'm very much behind the get Tyshawn and the Raptors as soon as possible.
2: So I I kind of I want to touch on the 2012 run a little more. I mean, that run was insane. Obviously, I felt like you guys were trailing in almost every game, and it's almost like you guys like thrived in those situations. Cause Bro, like even with the even with the Mizzou game earlier, you guys were down like twenty, and maybe that game kind of prepared
4: you guys. But, go all night to score and then found a way late. Even before that, even prior to the tournament, not to go all the way back again, but
5: like we had games that year. Davidson, we lost in the Sprint Center after I had surgery. Mind you, I had surgery. Um like the day before the Ohio State game when we played them at, at home and had surgery Sunday night. So I had, sur- no, I had surgery. I got hurt on Wednesday, had surgery or played Saturday against Ohio State. We beat Ohio State. I had surgery Sunday morning and then we had we played against Davidson at the Sprint Center that following Saturday. I didn't miss any games or practices. I had my surgery. And it was my, a meniscus tear. I had my surgery and I did that. But anyway, to go all the way back, I freaking... We had games, tough games all year, bro. Like we were in tough games all year. We were in tough games all year, even in conference. It wasn't like we were whooping anybody ass or we were that good, bro. We really had to play. Me and T Rob had to score the ball at a high level, and we needed Travis to be a defender. We needed Elijah to be who he was, who I think was our best player in the tournament. Like we were prepared. We were super prepared for these moments because we had been in them all year. It wasn't like, – we weren't kicking ass. We were, like, we were dogfighting ourselves to every – through every game. And so when we, got and to, when we got to the tournament and we had to play against Detroit, it was a – you know, I remember it being not so, like, not so close of a game. Um, and then I'm pretty sure it was – Purdue. Was Purdue. And Robbie NC State Hummel. State was Sweet 16. Yeah, Robbie Hummel was, like, torching us. He was kicking our ass, man. And they were a good team. They were a veteran team. Um, well coached. I love Coach Payne and they were well coached um, and it just was a, like a back and forth type of a type of thing man and we made some huge plays down the stretch. Everybody always talked about that lob that Elijah threw me that was like yeah. really, really ballsy but again that's some shit that if you go back we did that against Oklahoma. We did that we did, we did that all year so it wasn't like a super surprise it was either me to him or him to me and that time it just happened to be him to me and had a huge moment at a huge moment but it was it was just it was a, it was amazing man that was a huge game elijah played great that game because i don't me and t Ralph didn't really play good up until about north carolina like we didn't have yeah. really good good outings but jeff was huge yeah. so jeff was fucking huge blocking jeff every- had like
2: 200 block shots in that tournament i swear <laughs>
5: Bro, I'm I'm pretty sure he I'm pretty sure he had the record was the right it was like he broke some record or had yeah, a record or something. He has most
2: most blocked shots in the NCAA tournament of all time.
3: The NC State game was hilarious. Those dudes just over and over kept trying to score on him. He just swatted that shit every he
5: single was, time. Oh, he was a mad. man, madman, bro. That was the meanest I ever, like the meanest I ever seen Jeff play, bro. And he was huge person <laughs> that tournament. But honestly, I say this and I've been saying this, Elijah was probably our best player. Like I like I said up until that. North Carolina game. He was the most solid and consistent. Even in Purdue game, he played good. The NC State game, he he scored the winning layup for us on a that backdoor cut or whatever. Yeah. Inbound play. It wasn't even a play, bro. That was not the
2: play.
3: Yeah, it was like a broken play and he was just wide open.
5: <laughs> he just he seen something and he's cut I'm like, oh, he's wide open. And I threw it. Layup, game over. Um No, he was like perfect
2: in the tournament that year. I see like he hit big every big shot you wanted him to hit. He's so good. I don't
5: know why he didn't go. This is what I'm saying about Cosell. I don't know what he does, but there's no reason why Elijah. Elijah probably would have got drafted higher than me that year. He would have went for sure if he left. But, you know, it's – I don't know, man. But he was huge for us. Jeff was was huge for us. And Travis was just – Travis, but Toms, too. Like, he was more solid. He made shots. He made some big plays. He was a crazy defender that, like, locking people up. He shut Harrison Barnes down for, like, six seven straight minutes in that North Carolina game, you couldn't score on them. Um He just played, he just was good for us, man, and then, yeah. then we got to North Carolina, man, I remember, right? Like, I remember this so vividly, like, the night before, I had been like, I don't know, like, not really, like, nervous, but, like, if I don't if, I, if we don't go far or make a run, I may not I may not get drafted. And now I have to think about it. It's not like I'm trying to like bail out on my team or leave school. I'm a senior now, so this is what I have to be thinking about. And so I'm just like – I feel like I put some unwanted pressure on myself. Yeah. Up until that North Carolina game, and I went and had dinner with one of my homies who was in St. Louis, and I went to his hotel. I left the hotel, which I wasn't supposed to do, but I left the hotel, and I went to eat with him, and we just chopped it up for like an hour and a half, man, and we just kicked shit. And it just kind of relaxed me a little bit. It got my mind off of just sitting in a hotel, thinking about the game, because that's all we were doing. It's like nothing else yeah. to do. Thinking about the game, sitting in those hotels. Everybody partying. We getting videos of the school going crazy. Everybody having fun. Every time we win, we just sitting in the hotel thinking about what's next, the next opponent. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to, like, get out of that space for a second. And I came back and played against North Carolina, man, and... That probably was my best game in that tournament. I played huge, and it was a big game for us, obviously. Um, they were a great team, a good team. Missing a great piece, obviously. Kendall Marshall going down was huge for, for us. I mean, yeah. I think we would have beat them, but obviously for them, it, it changed a bunch of shit. So, well,
2: they had, they had so many scores, and
5: he was such a good point guard. Like He got everyone involved. It would have been a complete different game. I still think we would have won because I just felt like that was a year for us to be. Yeah. But, yeah, man. They were they were a good team, obviously well coached. Um, but we uh man, we just we 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 Jeff played great that game. I remember Jeff having a huge block. Jeff blocked the shot, outlet it pass to me. I got the N one on the Sterling kid and that was that was it, man. That was that was like
3: Yeah, that was really the like play of the game. It was pretty much was
5: over at that point, I think. Yeah, that was one of the biggest plays of my career, man.
2: So what was like? What was the preparation like before Kentucky? I know you guys played them earlier that year in Champions Classic, but were you guys pretty – I mean, obviously you're going to be confident, but like, what were your thoughts on that game and stuff?
5: Man, at that point, you had the last game of the season. It's just like it, – I mean, you know who they are. They know who we are. It's just you got to go out and play. You got to stop them from being as good as they can be while being as good as you can be. And that's hard to do. When they got – the number one and two pick on their team, and then four other pros. You know, like, bro, they were freaking good. They were the best team yeah. in the country all year. They bust our ass in Madison Square Garden early that year. It was only the yeah. second game, and we knew we weren't that great. Like, we knew who we were, Um, but they got better, and they were already good, but they got better. And just going into that game, man, it was just like <laughs> we already overachieved, honestly we already oh, nobody expected us to be in the final four bro nobody expected us to be in the national championship
2: yeah, no so well, you were pretty you were pretty satisfied even after that game kind of like your junior year after uh, the VCU game
5: no after the VCU game i was like i wasn't like i was i was not pissed but i wasn't hurt either. like i wasn't hurt but i wasn't like i wasn't like satisfied because that was a year that was definitely who won it? Didn't Butler win it that year, my junior year? Or was that Kimba? No, years? it was UConn. Kimber. That's why
3: that game sucks the most because you guys would
5: have won. That's, that's, we would have that's, won. That's exactly, why, that's exactly why my junior year really really does suck because we would have won that championship, bro. We beat VCU. We win that championship. And that's the that's the suckiest about it because even being in a national championship game, we might have been closer the year before to yeah. winning. It, it was, it was kind of laid out for us, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. It would
2: have been you. It would have been you versus Kimba in the title game that year. Yeah. It wasn't Kimba?
5: It, yeah. Kimba it, was, wasn't. It, was Kimba. No, it was Kimba. It was Kimba. Kimba's in that OA class I was talking about yeah. earlier all those guards too. He's one of the he's one of those uh dogs too that I have been playing against my whole life. I played against Kimba a hundred times in high school and like A U and shit like so you know I was licking my chops. I was ready. Mm-hmm. I was ready but anyway not to back pedal too far but um, so the VCU was hurt. It was hurtful because you feel like damn if we if we just get past the them and we should have, we win. But then the next year, it was like, I remember T Rob crying on the floor, like after the game, like being like, it's a, it's a pitcher with a confetti falling yeah. on the floor. And I'm like, over it, like trying to pick him up. And I remember like telling him, like, bro, I mean, we just lost, but bro, we are about to go to the NBA. You're <laughs> like, how <laughs> we, like overachieved, bro. Like, this is nothing at all to be crying about, bro. Like, I was definitely. Happy with how my career ended, you know. Like I was super satisfied with how my career ended, man. Like, and it would be, it would have been worse if I went out my senior year. Like I went out my junior year to like a, a team that we were just flat out better than it should have been. Yeah. But I, I, he had no business being in the final four, let alone
4: yeah,
5: Being be Kentucky. Like,
4: yeah, come,
5: you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but I mean, Kentucky is one of the best
2: college teams ever. That team. I mean, you said it. Kid Gilchrist went two. Davis went one. And then you had Duran Lamb and Teague. That team was insane. T.
5: Jones, Darius, Darius Miller. Yeah, Terrence Jones. <laughs>
2: Who still... We're like deep. seven deep with NBA guys. The crazy uh, shit about that game too is, I mean, you guys, they dominated early, but it was like every other game where you guys started to
5: come back and you're like, oh shit, here they come again. I'll say this every day, bro. If we had two more minutes left in that game, we win, bro. I remember one huge play, bro. This is when I knew Anthony Davis. First of all, Anthony Davis was the best player in that game and he probably scored seven points. <laughs> yeah, that was, was crazy about him. He had like 11, re- 12, 11 12 or 13 rebounds. Probably had like five or six blocks. Four or five steals, like six assists. He was legit the best player in the court. And I remember one play where he was standing in the paint. Somebody penetrated and kicked the ball to Elijah in the corner. And he just, like, took one step and just jumped straight up. And Elijah (laughs) went to shoot the ball, and he seen his hand and came back down. And they called it travel, bro. Yeah,
3: that shot would have cut it to, like, two or three, right? There was, like— 40 seconds left.
5: Yes, yes. But Anthony uh, Yeah, that one hurt. From underneath the basket, he takes one step <laughs> and just jumps straight up and gets to Elijah where Elijah can't even shoot it. He can't even shoot it. When I'm telling – I told him, just shoot it. He's going to block it. He's going to go out of bounds. Shoot. And We're we going to get it back. <laughs> shoot it. He comes down. He didn't like, like, oh, <laughs> shit. And he comes down, bro, They call it traveling. That was the game. That was the I game. think and the craziest game. play to
2: me was – Uh, when Lodge had it up, I think it was Lodge had it and you went back door and had a layup and Kid Gilchrist literally came out of nowhere. That was one of the craziest blocks I've seen in my life.
5: I killed him on that back door, but I couldn't (laughs) like I did against Missouri because he got Anthony Davis. So I'm thinking, just finish it. So I go to reverse it, bro, and I just see the ball going back the other way. and I was like, where the fuck did this guy come from, man? And another huge play, bro. Like, they were just good but I again like I said I was super 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 satisfied with how that ended man and I I'm pretty sure t row got over it pretty fast too
3: cuz yeah, we he having, he got a nice little paycheck pretty quick so
5: yeah, he was
4: right
5: But that that game was on Tuesday we got back home Wednesday me and t Rob were in LA on Thursday getting ready to like sign agents and shit like yeah. and Graystone going crazy like going up getting shout outs like oh we got the national championship Kansas Jayhawks here like <laughs> You know, we were like, yeah, it was it was legit, man. We had – it was a great, great year. We hella overachieved, man. And that was yeah. like the, the best – that was my best basketball year, man, to date. To yeah, date. yeah and I mean,
2: the feeling with KU fans even was we were just – everyone was so proud of that team, and no one was really that upset after the title game. I mean, Kentucky yeah. was kind of expected to win, but it was just everyone was so proud
5: of that team. Yeah, it was a legit – it was a legit, like – season like that I'll remember forever bro.
3: Yeah. No, for sure and you're you're like, like forever a legend because of that because it really was like you said earlier it was like you and T-Rob if it wasn't you guys doing it like that team didn't stand a chance. So it was like such a small margin of error for that team that year. <coughs> um so I guess what we'll finish up with we just had we we tweeted out that you were coming on obviously we had some listeners come in and ask some questions uh well I think we've answered a ton of them like we've talked so much that we've answered a lot of the things they've already wanted to know but like I guess one thing someone asked who who was the hardest player you ever had to guard
5: ever uh
2: yeah or maybe answer maybe like like college and NBA or something or just I guess ever
5: yeah for sure in college um Pierre Jackson was a tough cover always because he was so small and was able to create his own shot, get his teammates involved. Like all three of those games that we played against them my senior year because we ended up losing to them in the conference or the Big 12 tournament championship. So that was a third time playing them that year, but every game we played them like he he finished the game with like 17 and 11 or like 18 and 12 and it didn't seem like he was playing good, but he just was tough. So he was a tough cover um Keaton Page from Ohio. Um, Shit, he
3: had a strap, <laughs> man. Dude. Bro, he shot from anywhere.
5: He got that bitch off so fast, bro. Like, <laughs> was, oh my god, he was a tough cover. Um, Tommy Mason Griffin, that was at uh, Oklahoma my sophomore year. The little small guy who went, he went on like a freaking crazy Big Twelve stretch where he was scoring thirties on everybody. Um he was a tough cover. And then obviously in the NBA, I played against Chris Paul. I got like, I played real minutes against Chris Paul. I got to play against John Wall, who's obviously hardest shit to guard, but Westbrook is unstoppable. He took for me. I, I didn't know what to do. Like yeah. so big, so strong, just coming at you full speed, stopping on the dime, pulling up and I played like 15, 20 minutes that game. So I feel like I actually was in it, you know, um, but yeah, him CP, they were the toughest covers for me.
3: Yeah. Um, do you have like a do you have like a funniest Bill Self story or is it kind of that time he came in and just <laughs> roasted you for the uh the whole that, role player that thing?
5: That was so funny at the time, but it's funny now. <laughs> it's funny now, but a funny Bill Self story. I'll get back to you on that one. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we'll
3: please. uh um yeah, I mean I guess let's see. We've answered a ton of these. There uh I guess Was there people wanted to know like what was the bar you like to go to? Well, I mean bars were always crazy in Lawrence. You probably saw some
4: crazy shit.
5: Brothers, brothers, Brothers. my spot when I touch down, baby.
2: Okay, we were there. uh, We were there on Saturday (laughs) for uh, D-Tay's after party.
5: Yeah, yeah, I seen uh, (laughs) some videos and some pictures and stuff. Yeah, I like Brothers, but I got a funny story that. I probably I probably shouldn't tell but fuck it, I ain't in college no more. Here, let's hear it. So I'm going to give y'all some I'm going to give y'all some good shit right now. So I remember one time, man, we me Sharon the twins, we were dabbling in the greenery, we were playing around with some with some marijuana, right? And so Self, so it was like right before the season started. like we were about to get ready to do boot camp. So you know, we were kind of getting it out of our system or whatever. Um and Coach self Goes, we got a drug test today or next or like or like tomorrow morning or some shit, right? So we're panicking, freaking yeah. out, all of us. And it wasn't like two or three of us; it was like seven of us. It was a bunch of us, like because we were doing it together, you know? Like, bro, I'm talking about freaking out. Like, put your heads together, guys. What are you gonna say? What are you gonna do? So again, Esti, I'm I'm throwing my man Esti under the bus. You're the only one too. My bad, bro. But anyway, says <laughs> Look, man, we're going to tell them we went to a party. They were serving brownies. We didn't know. We ate them. We were You know, like, that's how, that's what we're saying. Like, we didn't know, bro. Like, legit go in there. We legit go in there together as a team, all solid. And co Seltz sitting there, you know, like, arms crossed. What's up, guys? What's going on? Yo, we, uh, we got to tell you something, right? Like, we're all, like, nervous and stuff. Uh, we got to tell you something. So, that. Are everybody looking at Sdot, me, the twins, Connor, Chase, Brady. We all looking at Sdot. Uh, what up, bro? He goes, Coach we went to a party uh, this weekend, and We didn't, we don't know if it was, but we think it was because we felt a little buzz. But we ate some brownies, so I don't know about that drug test. He goes, Oh, okay. We'll see about that because if y'all just ate brownies, the level shouldn't be too high. It should just be a little bit or whatever, right? So we'll see about that test comes. Everybody everybody takes the test, right? So, like, I told you, like, seven of us. So a couple of days later, Kosev comes. He goes, Tyshawn, Markeith, Connor, Connor, come over here. He goes, you dumb asses didn't even fill the test, and you come and tell on yourself that you basically, <laughs> basically telling me you were smoking, because I don't believe that freaking brownie shit, like, and you guys didn't even fail. You didn't even have to say nothing. You should have just put <laughs> the test. But now because I know you're in trouble too. Then go <laughs> he tells Sharron, Sharron. You were smoking right before the test. Your levels were so high, weren't you? Like he was like, like, like what like what the fuck, bro? Like was like, bro, I told you I ate brownies. And it was basically like we all told on ourselves and we didn't have to. Oh, only God, only, that's so only Sharon. Cool, I think I'm pretty sure it was just Sharron. I'm pretty sure it was just Sharron who failed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, all we all ourselves. We
3: we gotta we gotta get Sharon on to uh, defend himself for some of these stories you're putting out there.
5: <laughs> he'd love to. I'm sure he'd love to, bro. But that was a funny one because I remember just thinking, "You're you snitched on yourself, bro. What type of what type of dude is you, bro? You supposed to just be solid. You snitched on yourself." I still um,
2: can't believe he, I still can't believe he skipped out on the fight. I thought Estot was hard, being from the shy.
5: Yeah, he definitely no Estot definitely. Wanted to be there Now I'm definitely going to say he skipped out He just, we had different, he was a senior Like you know what I'm saying, so he wasn't around Us, like our schedules were different He re- really wasn't going to class, he wasn't on campus A lot and that's where most of the drama happened Because that's the only time We like kind of Seen each other, was on campus in class And training table and Sharon wasn't He wasn't doing any of that because he had his own little Classes or whatever Um, But yeah, he definitely wanted to smoke That's for sure <laughs> Um, so do you get a chance to watch a lot of KU games still? So when I'm overseas, I get to, I got to stay up late. Um, but I just was
4: home. Like I just got back over here a couple of days ago. So I was home for like a month. On As much as possible for sure. Cause I mean, Bill self has another badass point
2: guard. And I know you were tweeting about Devon the other day and I know you're at Allen with your son a few weeks ago.
5: Yeah, uh, I love, I love, I love dude, man. I think, um, I think he could, I think he is really good, but I think he's going to be, you know, obviously going to be good. Um, tough, tough as nails. Um, A dog, you know, like just, just playing hard, um, quick as shit. He know how to play the game, man. And obviously being coached by coach self is, is going to, is going to help him a lot. But I really, I really like his game a lot. What's the kid's name that was Red Sh- Oja? Oja o- Sh- Ibaje. I love him. So he <laughs> caught a dunk when nice. I was so crazy, bro. I was like, damn. Yeah. They were
0: starting this kid? Like, what the hell?
3: It um, is crazy. It's one of the crazier stories I can remember seeing. Yeah, yeah he
5: wasn't going to play a minute this year. Yeah, that's ridiculous because he's definitely, like, really good and probably should be playing. But um, I love their team, bro. Uh, It yeah. sucks that Dokes down, man, because that puts us – it makes the team look unusual because you don't have that like that big that's like catching lobs or you throwing it over the top too. You know, like it's a different yeah, rim protector. Style. Yeah, it's a different style of play than we're used to seeing. I feel like from Kansas, um, but Diedrich being so good and being so versatile is legit, and it it, it kind of like takes away from that. You see, you see where you see where not having dope like. Hurts us, obviously, just that big, big presence. But like Diedrich being so versatile and being able to do so much, it takes away from a little. It takes away from that a little bit. So I mean, I, I love, I love those guys. Man, I love watching them play, and I hope they keep this streak alive. Boy, I really yeah. do. <laughs> I think, uh, I think they they might have to go six and oh
3: man, but they. I think they can do it. They can do it.
5: I mean, shit. If anybody could do it, Kansas can. Man. Yep. Yeah, we somehow find a way every year. This
3: feels so. like one of those years like you referenced that 2012 year where Bill Self's going to coach his ass off for
5: yeah, the win. I even think he said something like that before. He's going to have to coach or he's having fun coaching these guys and really having to get to it because, you know, they're young. You got a lot of young guys. Diedrich's first year playing, like first year actually playing, his brother's first year actually playing. Uh, uh, Grimes is a freshman. Like you said, Ochai is a freshman. Dotson is a freshman. Crimes like just young just a young team with a lot of talent so definitely having to he's definitely having to coach me i mean he's one of the best to do it so that's not that's yeah sure that, that no question
3: that, yeah that ain't
5: nothing at all
3: yeah so all right i mean hmm, i don't know i don't yeah. think i have anything else for you we've gone quite a while man we really <laughs> we really appreciate you doing this this yeah, has been a lot of fun i mean
2: we're super grateful and you're obviously the model of consistency at ku i mean like you said your numbers went up every year and Hopefully get your number up in
5: the rafters someday, and we'll that'd, fight that fight. Man, that'd be dope. I appreciate you guys having me, man. I'm glad I was able to do this, man. I hope everybody in the fucking world tunes into you guys, man, because this was dope. Yeah,
3: we'll have something out tonight, and, I mean, hopefully, hey, if you ever want to hop back on, just let us know. We'll get you on again.
5: Oh, for sure, for sure. Thank you guys so much, man, for having me. Yeah, yeah have, have a, a good one. Take care, man. Take care, man.
3: All right, another thank you to Tyshawn. That was awesome. He came on. He did not hold back. He told us everything we wanted to know. I mean, the dude had stories.
2: Yeah, like he said, we were super excited about the interview, and then we get done with him and we're like, holy shit, that was fucking awesome.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it was a lot of fun, especially, I mean, he told some stories. I was dying a lot of the times just laughing. So big shout-out to Tyshawn. Um, I guess we were going to do one big episode with kind of combining KUK Uh, K-State, Texas Tech, previewing those games, but we had so much fun with Tyshawn that we were like, you know what, we're going to make it two episodes. So, guys, stay tuned. We're going to release this Tyshawn episode tonight, whenever you're listening to it, and then coming Thursday, we're going to have the preview for uh, K-State and then Texas Tech on Saturday. So, like, two two biggest games of the year.
2: Maybe a must-win at Tech on Saturday.
3: Maybe by the next time, after the next episode, we might have our answers for if we
2: win the Big 12. Like, yeah, 100%. And Monday's, I mean, I think Monday's a must-win no all matter right, what. Monday, yeah, you Monday's an absolute s- must-win. can't get swept by K-State, and we could be two games back going into that game because K-State has an easy one Saturday, and we have one of the toughest road games of the year.
3: Yep, so, I mean, if we, if we beat Tech, man, that game uh, Monday will be one of the more wild atmospheres in Allen Fieldhouse. I think it's going to be either way, but... I just want to beat tech. We'll talk about that all next episode. Bill Self has a week to prep. It's going to be a fun time. Devon Dawson's elite. DJ Lawson's elite. Next episode where we prep tech and KSU. You got to be here. You got to listen. It's going to be a fun time.
2: Yeah, it's KJ Lawson time also.
3: Yep. So, hey, we'll, we'll catch you guys next episode and
2: rock chalk.